In this, the week six high school football preview show, we're going to focus in on four games, starting out in Pride Valley, where Augusta Christian will host First Baptist in their home opener. Unfinished business will be the theme in that one. Then we'll go to Blackville, South Carolina, where Blackville Hilda, the defending region champions, will take on Ridge Spring Mineta, two top 10 teams in Class A in South Carolina. Then we'll talk about Greenbrier and their mission to right the ship in their second region game. They'll be playing at home against Walnut Grove. And then finally, we'll touch again on Laney's game at Putnam County, which is a key one for the Wildcats who are surging in 2A play already this season. Before we go, we'll touch on uh, some other items like the the beginning of region play in our area's Class 3A region and the transfer herd around the world or at least around our area in the state that that will heavily impact that region. We're going to start with Augusta Christian's home game against First Baptist. Augusta Christian comes into this one 3-1, and one, First Baptist at 3-2. and two. Now, last season, First Baptist was able to get the number one seed going into the state playoffs in Skeezas Class 3A. Augusta Christian had the number three seed. So last year, this game had impact on state playoff seeding, and I wouldn't be surprised if it has the same impact this season. We're going to talk to second-year coach Andy Stickle here in a second about the game, but just to set the table a little bit more, Augusta Christian won its first region game last week against Heathwood Hall. The Lions rushed for just shy of 400 yards on the ground. Zach Blackwell Sr. rushed for over 300 himself and three touchdowns. The defense held Heathwood Hall's rushing attack to negative yardage. So we start off by me asking Coach Stickle about the unfinished business between Augusta Christian and First Baptist that will be resolved here coming Friday night. Last year, that game was is one of my favorite games of the year that we never got to finish because we got we got tested, we got challenged um, on the road. I saw our coaches really come together and really work hard to figure out how you know the adjustments we need to make. Um, we had two different lightning delays. The second one was the one that that essentially ended the game. Um, so the first lightning delay was our chance to kind of regroup for a second because we got punched in the mouth. Um, and it was I was proud of our coaches the way they handled that night, getting them back on the field and getting back in the game. When it when it did get called right before halftime, I think you guys had just scored to cut it to 23-21. And I think you had blown everybody out in the prior games. It was somewhat early in the season. Yep. So, like you said, uh, first test of the season last year. It totally was. I mean, we the schedule was a little bit soft early in the year. Um, and so that was our first time to go on the road. I think I think it was our second on, second game on the road, but it was our first time to really get challenged. And, and it was good. It was good to see us get punched in the mouth and see how we respond. So. What do you know about the team as far as preparing for them? Are they as strong as last year or stronger? Uh, I mean, Johnny does a great job up there. He's he's always going to have his guys ready. I mean, his his scheme, we kind of we kind of know what he's going to do, but he's good at it. And those kids have been doing it for a while, so they're good at what they do. So last game, um, you know, you win 33-27. You had a huge lead at one point, dominant rushing attack, and a dom- on the other side of the ball, dominant uh, defense as far as stopping Heathwood Hall's rushing attack. Tell me about both sides of, the, of that coin. 
Yeah, I mean, so this year our schedule was tough early on. Honestly, we we bit off a lot uh, in the first three games, and we were kind of we wanted to do that. We wanted to see you know if that would pay off when we got to region play, um, and it did. I sh- I saw it in our offensive line. Um, they really they really stepped up, did a great job um, Friday night, and the defense as well because we've seen a lot of tough teams, a lot of tough opponents, um, a lot of good athletes, well coached teams. So that was a it was a good test for them to see what that payoff was going to be from playing tough schedule early on. You know, I didn't think to, I, I didn't plan to ask you this question, but you talk about the tough schedule and how well your defense played. You held Heathwood Hall to negative rushing yardage a few nights ago. Um, and I just recently saw this kid, John Tavis Curry, for the first time. And I think you guys held him playing for Richmond at the time for 108 yards, if I remember right. And when I saw him play against uh, Evans, one of the things that popped into my mind was, how did Augusta Christian hold – how does anybody hold this guy to 108 yards? What, what was that about? Because I've never seen a guy run the ball like that at this level. We have, we have really, really good coaching staff. They do a really good job with their scheme um, and their plan. And then the kids are bought in. They do a good job um, you know, with their assignments. So our coaches do a great job preparing them. Um, I mean, Curry's a, he's a great back. He's very, very special, very talented. Um, and we knew we, he was going to be a key to that night. We had to do the best we could to slow him down, keep him in front of us, and try and get him on the ground. You go up 33-14 on the road, first region game, and I, I guess you didn't give up three touchdowns from that point because then the finishing score was 33-27. You must have given up three defensive touchdowns from, what, 24-7 uh, 20, or something like that. Tell me about that. Um, they actually even had a chance at the end maybe at, at about the 20-yard line. Uh, how, how does that go down when you're – when you start uh, making those mistakes compound e- on each other, and then it, all of a sudden you're in a real ball game. Yeah, I mean, co- most coaches will tell you the big things on the road are turnovers and penalties, right? So penalties, I think we had nine, which is too many, um, obviously, but five turnovers in a game is really tough. It's tough to overcome. I mean, we put our defense in a bad spot, but they, they responded. Um, you know, the one thing that we've talked about all year as a team is just trying to be one and play together as one unit, one team, one group, one heartbeat. Um, and that's offense and defense together. So we, you know, when one side struggling, the other side picks it up. And so that was just kind of what happened. I mean, honestly, I've never coached a game like that before. Um, to be minus four overall in turnovers, giving up three defensive touchdowns, and still come out on top. That's, that's something. You got to rush for nearly 400 yards and hold the other team to negative yardage to win a game like that, I, w- I would think. We, we can't keep going this way. We know that. Um, so we've got we've to keep growing. We've got to keep getting better. We've got to spend more time in practice um, just on ball security, making good decisions with the ball, taking care of it once we get it. Um, you know, the ball is valuable, so we've got we to gotta make it a priority. Yeah. Okay. Well, best of luck in your home opener, and uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. So you heard Coach Stickle there, first of all, refer to John Tavis Curry as a great back, a talented player. That's big news in the area, so I would be remiss if I didn't touch on that. John Tavis Curry transfers from Richmond to Thompson in the middle of the season, ran for over 150 yards in his first game at Thompson last week on only three touches. Um, never seen it before. A guy transfer in season is totally legit. The Augusta Chronicle uh, did a big story on that this week, so go check that out if you want. But back to Augusta Christian, 
You also heard Coach Stickles say that First Baptist, you know what they're going to do and that they're really good at it. I followed up with him after the interview to ask him about that. And he said, you know, they spread the ball out, got a shifty running back. Um, they utilize the passing game. So, you know, it was 23-21 before halftime last season when that game got halted. And so I expect a really exciting game here this Friday night. And that's why Seth Wesley from Fourth Take who also does work with the CSRA All-Star Bowl and has always done work with me with AUGB Ball. He'll be at Pride Valley for the Augusta Christian First Baptist game. So look for that coverage on the AUGB Ball social media accounts and also at augbball.substack.com, our newsletter, which you should subscribe to. Now let's shift focus to South Carolina where Ridge Spring Moneta will visit Blackville Hilda in a region battle between the number seven Class A team in the state in Ridge Spring Moneta will take on the number six team in Blackville Hilda. Now Blackville Hilda is the defending region champions and come into this game 2-0. and Ridge Spring Moneta comes in 3-1. and I talked with Ridge Spring Moneta coach Brian Smith, he's the third year coach. We'll get to that interview in a second, but just to set things up, Coach Smith has had a, a great ride already. Two yeah. years ago, the team was the upper state champs and got all the way to the state championship game in his first season. Last year, the team missed the playoffs, but they are back this season. Senior star Rem Leapart. You'll, you'll hear Coach Smith refer to him a couple different times. Well, Leapheart in the last two games, two wild games that we go in depth about, Rem Leapheart has accounted for 13 touchdowns in the last two games, a 58-50 win over number nine Louisville on the road two weeks ago in which Leapheart accounted for six touchdowns, three through the air, two on the ground, one on a pick six. And then last week, in a 62-58 win over Denmark O'Lara region win, Leapheart throws another five touchdown passes and runs for two more. He's an electric player. Um, these two programs are always fun to follow, along with Wagner, Sally, and Williston Elko in that region. These two teams that are playing Friday night, Coach Smith refers to the fact that if you combine them together, you won't get more than 400 students. Small town football, exciting football, exciting players. Let's get to our interview with Coach Smith. We'll start by him describing these last two games in which the team scored 120 points and came away with two victories while giving up 108 in the process. You know, it, it's been two crazy weeks, and it's been frustrating weeks defensively, yeah. uh, but it's frustrating offensively. You know, the, the big thing for us has been that we have always seemed to answer. You know, the other team scores, and we do that. Uh, last week's game was 8 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and it was like it, there wasn't a lot of points scored, about four minutes to go into the second quarter. And then we went in at halftime, but it, it's just been a, it's been crazy. I mean, we two weeks ago at Louisville, we knew we had a – we knew we had a tough game. It, they were up 34-16, to 16, and we scored. Brett Smith called a touchdown pass from Rim Leapheart with about a minute to go in the – no, with 19 seconds to go in the half. 
And so we cut the lead to 34-24, and then they threw up a Hail Mary that we picked, the rim picked off and ran it back in uh, with 12 seconds to go at the half. So a 12-second play, about 60 yards, I guess. So we made it 34-32 when we were down 34-16 just 19 seconds ago, and we got the opening kickoff in the second half, went down and scored to go up 40-34. Uh, you know, Rem, Rem accounted for six touchdowns. He had one intercept, one pick six for a score. I think he had two rushes and three passing at, at uh, Louisville. And then last week he accounted for seven with, uh, I think he had five in the air and, and two on the ground and threw for a couple hundred yards. I mean, it, it's, just been, it's just been phenomenal the way he's played. But they've been back and forth games. And one of the biggest things is we've done a pretty good job. We kind of changed our strategy for two-point conversions. The first – the first two years I was here, we kicked two extra points. We made one in those two seasons. So, you know, that's what, 25 games, I guess. And yeah. those two, we kicked two. And then the first two games, we tried four and made one. And so I'm kind of like, we're not real good at this. We're, we keep practicing it. Let's do something productive. So during our off week, we uh, installed a little water bucket situation scenario for us. And really, to me, it allows Rim to be in space with the ball like he does in basketball as a point guard and just dish to the open guy. That's what I tell him. We're not asking him to set up in the pocket and throw a perfect ball. He's just sometimes underhanded. He's just tossing the ball to the right guy or running in with it, and it gives him a chance. So we were we were five of eight. Should have been eight for eight against Louisville. We actually dropped three of them. Uh, or could have caught the other three. I shouldn't say we dropped them. They weren't all perfect. But we should have been eight for eight at Louisville. And we were three of, I guess, three of eight uh, the other night. But it's still, we're still back to where we're making, we're matching our touchdown point totals, which we had not been doing in the last couple of years because we just, we just kept going for extra points. We run our normal stuff. So this has been a little change up for us. Uh, we may actually do that some in the open field on fourth downs now because we practiced that a little bit on how to do some things there. But. It's just been crazy. You know, we, we've got to play better defensively. We've got to play better special teams. But the big thing for us has been that we have drive for drive. We've gone in and scored. Uh, and a lot of that is what Rim's done for us. But it, it has been, I mean, just chaos. We, we, we've given up uh, 50 and 58, so 108 points, and we've won two games. And, and that's never going to happen. I mean, and we've scored 120. Uh, but as we look at it, I just kind of feel like we, we, we have a lot of room to improve on both sides. And, you know, we came out Friday night against uh, Denmark in a region game, punted the first series. And uh, that wasn't the way we wanted to start, but we only had a couple punts on the night. So it, it, we have got to maximize points, and I think we've been doing that. And, unfortunately, we've had to do that. So um, I assume you don't know ahead of a game like these last two that, it, that the scoring outburst is going to break out like it does. Um, but – Heading into this Friday against Blackville Hilda, my feeling is after seeing him just a couple times over the last couple of years, it might not be that kind of track me. What, what's your feeling? Yeah, I, I totally agree. We, 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 we practiced this morning. We practiced on Thursday mornings before school. And when I left the team this morning, the one thing I told them was, we've played them three times I've been here, and all three games have been, have been tough ball games, yeah. been war kind of games. And uh, the regular season 2019 – we uh, went down the field, had a fourth and goal, rim threw one up. Their kid picked it, went for a touchdown, pick six. We drove right back down the field, and rim got hit and hurt his ankle. The same, that was the same weekend Tua hurt his Alabama, and we always joke about that, but rim was out about four weeks. So 
we moved the ball great for two series and gave them a, a defensive score, and then we kind of fell apart because we didn't have rim in the game. We had a backup quarterback playing. The playoff game, when we beat them in three overtimes, was 6-6. Six, six. They didn't have regulation, and we ended up winning 24-22. So I just kind of – that's been a tough one. Last year was 12-6 out here. Rim got hurt in that game. Rim got hurt in that right? game. But it was a game we should have won. We, we Unfortunately, we dropped a touchdown pass on a fourth and goal. Uh, we made a couple other plays that were just, just awful mistakes. And we feel like we had a chance to win. And, there, you know, I feel like, and I think the coaches in our region feel like, we play in probably the toughest 1A football region in the state of South Carolina. So to do that each week, there's no week you can show up and just not be prepared to play. There's no – just like Denmark last week. Denmark, I don't think made the playoffs last – they didn't make the playoffs last year. But yet they show up and we, they take us 62 to 58. Now, we won, but they easily could have won. And, uh, you know, every week somebody's going to bring it, bring their best in our region, and not just us, but we have to be prepared every week or it's going to hurt us. So, Blackville's going to be a tough game, and that's kind of the way we, we view it. And our kids have, have had a good week of practice. They've balled in every day. Like we were talking earlier off the air here that we uh, uh, were very fortunate to get on the field this week because of the rain that was coming in. We were able to get out all three days, and we were excited about that. But it gave us a chance to work on some mistakes, to work on our tackling, to try to shore up some special teams issues we've had, and to just try to prepare for this game because you can't give up points. You know, they scored – if you look at Blackwell, they scored a, a defensive touchdown against Wilson last week. They only played two games. Yeah. But they scored a defensive touchdown. I think they had a defensive touchdown maybe against Macby in their opener. But uh, we've got to make sure that we're prepared to play, not just this Friday, but every Friday for the rest of this season. Yeah, yeah, a tough region, no doubt about it. Um, you know, you mentioned Denmark not making the playoffs last year. After uh, a season where you were the upper state champions, I think you guys might have missed the playoffs Yeah, we last missed year. So what a, what a region, two top ten teams it's, this weekend. Well, and I try to tell people that the, the year we won, the, we, we, we won the upper state championship and played for a state title, you know, we were third in the region. Now, yeah. you know, we beat the two teams ahead of us in the playoffs, mm -hmm. but we didn't beat them in the regular season. And – that's that's not our goal. We feel like we felt last year we kind of we had some injuries last year too throughout the season. Rim was hurt a little bit last year, and uh, but we have to make the most of what we have. And what I mean is that with quarantines and injuries, I mean these are things we're dealing with all the time, and we've dealt with this season well so far. And I keep telling our guys it's only going to make us better because the guy's out. That we have to have somebody play in his spot. We've had to do that a few times this year with some starters out. Uh, but now we're, we're, we're healthy, we're quarantine-free, and we're kind of in a spot where we need to play our best if we're going to expect big things. Seems like a fun season so far. Beat Batesburg-Leesville for the first time in program history. Got a top-10 win on the road against Louisville. couple high-scoring, fun games, and now you go to meet the defending region champion, region rival on the road Friday. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Next, we turn to Greenbrier, who will host Walnut Grove Friday night in a region matchup. The Wolfpack come in 0-1 in league play, and Walnut Grove is 1-0. Every game counts in this region because you have eight teams fighting for four playoff spots. I'm going to talk to head coach Tony Kramer about 
the difficulties of playing in such a big region, fighting for those four spots, and about what his team will need to do better to kind of right that ship after a roller coaster ride through pre-region play and into the opener last week. I'm also going to talk to Brooks Pangle, the quarterback and leader of the most potent passing attack around here. Pangle is once again lighting up the stat sheet with over 200 yards passing per game through four games and seven touchdown throws. Those passes tend to find Davin Driscoll and Malik Leverett, two Division I prospects on the outside. Driscoll's caught four already this season. Leverett has caught a couple himself. Leverett also threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and caught a touchdown pass in the opener in the region opener last week. But I talked to Brooks about how he deals with the ups and downs of a season. Brooks is a very mature leader, and he has always impressed me with the way he talks about his Christian faith. And I think all of us, whether we be players, coaches, or fans, can benefit from hearing how he talks about his current situation. Right, so a lot of it is just you know trusting and relying on God because if you, if you don't have that to fall back on, then you can get really caught up in the ups and downs. You know, it's easy to you know, say I make a mistake or throw a bad ball or something like that. As long as I know that I'm trying my best and I'm trying to perform for God, I don't get caught up in what everybody else thinks or the pressures that other people put on me. It's a lot easier to move past that stuff when I know that I'm only performing for one person. Very well said. You know, I mentioned roller coaster ride. Your last game, your region opener, yeah. was a roller coaster in and of itself. Oh, yeah. I think most of us just focusing on the positives because we had a lot of positives from that game. Got to do some stuff that we have struggled with early in the season. And it was just a, you know, a couple mistakes here and there. You know, I've made some, some receivers, some of the line, even you know, defense. Everybody's made mistakes. We've got to be able to move past that. Again, it goes back to just playing for, playing for an audience of one. If you're not worried about what other people think or the other pressures people put on you and you're only trying to glorify God, then none of that really matters when you're moving forward. Yeah, you know, the pos- you said positive things. And, you know, I'm here in this town while you guys are at o- Loganville, but I hear about the, the Malik Leverett with the throwing for a touchdown, oh, yeah. uh, catching a touchdown, running for a touchdown. I think you went over th- 350 yards passing. Yes, but what po- you said you did, you had some positive moments and some things that you did in that game that you weren't able to do in the three preceding games. Talk about some of those high high points of the game. Right. So in the last couple games, we've we've had opportunities to make the big play, and that's a lot of what our offense is, is being able to find the big play and to make it when it counts. And we've just been missing those opportunities, whether it's you know me making a bad ball or drops or not have enough time. We've been missing out on the big plays that score points and in Loganville we capitalize on a lot more of those big plays that we hadn't been able to give me one example and then I'll let you go okay so one example something that's really easy for me is I just toss it out there to Malik and he makes a couple people miss and as long as those guys block for him he's going to take it to the house every time yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a cheat code, not to mention with Malik, but also when you throw it up high for, uh, for, for Davin uh, yes, as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, good luck Friday night. Yes, sir. Best. Coach, I heard you tell the team, big game Friday night. Um, definitely the case. Talk about this uh, eight-team region, seven-game schedule to fight for a playoff spot. Well, when you ever, whenever you have uh, that many teams in your region, every week's a playoff game. It really is. You know, we... we uh, Kind of felt like uh, we were in position, good position last week uh, to win. You know, it didn't go that way, didn't go our way, but uh, that makes every week tougher yeah. and every week more important. 
So, you know, our, our remaining schedule is tough. Um, you know, very competitive region. Um, we can't take anybody for, uh, for granted. So it is like a playoff game every week for us. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, add the pre, pre-region portion of your schedule, kind of a roller coaster ride, yeah. huge victory at Lakeside, kind of a crushing defeat uh, in, in the opener. Um, what's the, the mental state of your squad right now? Well, you know, that's, that's exactly the thing that we're focusing on is the mental side of it. You know, we, I'm not taking anything away from Harlem or Grovetown and those losses that we took. Um, but we really feel if, if we had taken care of the penalties, taken care of the turnovers, uh, we had opportunities to, to be in that ball game and not necessarily guaranteeing a win, but it would have put us in better position uh, to get that win. And, uh, you know, this, you know we've, we've had more turnovers um, these last four weeks than I think we probably had the last two years. So we just got to take care of the football. And, and, and you know, it, it comes down to being mentally tough. And uh, that's been the challenge to our kids this week. I looked it up, and Coach Kramer is right. In the four games this season, Greenbrier has lost nine fumbles, and that equals the amount of fumbles that the team lost in the two seasons combined prior to this year. So here's hoping Greenbrier can get on the right track, get on the board with a win in region play Friday night. The fourth game that we focus on for this Friday is Laney's game at Putnam County. We featured it on the site earlier this week, augbball.substack.com. Subscribe to that newsletter and you'll get all that uh, content. And just to add to what we put in that report, Laney comes in 3-1, and one, one of the most improved teams in Class 2A. They'll be on the road. If I can get some kind of radio that I can put in my ear and listen to Praise 96.9, listen to the radio broadcast while I'm at Blackville Hilda. I'll be doing that, wishing the Wildcats good luck in their road contest at Putnam County. And so as we sign off, um, I'll note the fact that um, top, top 10 Class 1A private Aquinas is on the road at Tattnall Square. Haven't yet been able to see the Fighting Irish this year, but they're 3-1 and one, having a strong season. And um, Class 3A, the Class 3A region starts region play this week with Thompson playing against Morgan County, with Burke County playing against Cross Creek. Those are two top 10 teams, Thompson and Burke County, heavily favored in those matchups. And then we've got, oh, Richmond hosting Harlem on WJBF. That'll be a key game because I would predict that Richmond, Harlem, and Hepsiba will be fighting probably for those third and fourth spots in region play. Richmond really hurt by the loss of John Tavis Curry. The loss of Curry to Thompson mid-season. Curry is um, an electric player. Watched him almost, in my opinion, almost beat Evans single-handedly in his last game with the Musketeers. He'll be uh, suiting up again for Thompson in, in, in two weeks uh, or on October 1st. Thompson will play Richmond, and that will be, um, you know, a, a heck of a reunion for Curry and the Musketeers. Well, that's about all for this week. Pay attention to the AUG B-Ball 
social media accounts, and augbball.substack.com for as much coverage as I can possibly put together for high school football action in week six.